This is John Kuhn. Welcome. This is a follow-up on the Taylor Swift podcast, which I did a couple of days ago. You can find it on my podcast catalog. But I want to talk about Tyler and her relationship with the occult. Now, I don't want to speculate, so I need to use primary evidence. I need to use primary sources. And I'm not going to look at what people have speculated, but I'm going to look at exactly what herself, Tyler Swift, has written. And then I'm going to read it for you. And this is courtesy of my research from the Wayback Machine and Alexa Crawls. Just to, to give you a little background. The Wayback Machine is an initiative uh, by archive.org and I think they are partners to basically they want to file and archive the internet. So they take they take snapshots using a crawler called Alexa of websites at certain dates and on Taylor's website I managed to go back because you won't find this information anymore on a website but on the Wayback Machine you are most able to go back in time and so the date was December 30 2010 and uh, the 20-year-old Taylor Swift wrote in a, a she wrote a journal and uh, in that journal I'm quoting the following I'm gonna put the link to what she wrote I'll put it in the podcast description box so that you can look at the primary evidence yourself and therefore this podcast is not about me speculating anything it's about me analyzing what has come from the host's mouth in this case the young lady musician Taylor Swift now I have nothing against Taylor Swift I'm not familiar with her music I do know she is very um, famous and I was interested in her musical history, you know, since she she started music from the age of 12. And on that note, I'm going to quote just a little bit before we go to the occult part and what has been the role of the occult in influencing her ideas, influencing, you know, how she processes things and how she perceives her world now first of all I just want to say she said here I'm going to quote she said I'm quoting I learned to play guitar when I was 12 from this guy named Ronnie who came over to fix my parents computer full stop so 
the guy, she calls this guy, interesting she would call him this guy, when this guy was actually the mentor. I mean, I think she should be more open about Ronnie, whoever Ronnie is, that taught her to play the guitar, obviously played a key role in her, in in inspiring her, you know, to play the musical instrument. So I think this is very important information. And I would love to see, (laughs) I guess, on a Wikipedia, a big section actually about this guy named Ronnie that she learned to play the guitar from you know when he used to come over to fix a parent's computer I think there's a whole history there that most people are not aware about Taylor Swift but anyway this this podcast is about the occult the you know and Taylor Swift you know and uh, she writes the following and this is the key aspect of this podcast this is the reason I'm making this podcast she writes in that uh, journal my lucky number always has been and always will be 13 okay I'll read that again please pay attention this is very important she writes my lucky number always has been and always will be 13 it pops up in front of me in the most obvious and undeniable ways but only when something good is about to happen close quote so it's interesting that she ascribes certain a certain paranormal phenomenon to a number and she has a relationship with this number the number 13 and according to her she says it pops up in front of me in the most obvious and undeniable ways then she says but only when something good is about to happen so meaning this is a obviously a superstition a belief in magic and the occult kind of sorcery if you will kind of numerology if you will which is an occult science so it's interesting to me that she's ascribing this number 13 to is a good luck charm you know the way some people have a good luck charm a kind of talisman you know and she's ascribing it to this specific number 13 and I think this is very uh, odd because she was 20 years when she was writing this and I don't know when she started having a relationship with that number but obviously probably maybe by the time she was even quite young maybe before she was even 12 she had obviously developed this uh, superstition and you know maybe she's honed her craft this is kind of witchcraft, I, I would say, um, numerology, as I as I've said, and 
it's a kind of uh, it's it's not it's a pseudo science because there's not even real science behind it i mean she has obviously ascribed the some paranormal activity to this number being a kind of lucky charm i guess and the question begs you know i think tell i'm not judging taylor swift she, i think her religion on on wikipedia is listed as christian and i'm a christian by the way i think if you go into my podcast you will find that out but i'm asking the question you know what does christianity and numerology and astrology and occultism have in common you know you cannot walk both roads unless you are masquerading as a christian or you are maybe just you know you're trying to walk both roads and it's not possible to do that and uh, you know <laughs> many of us we have heard many things in the music industry and i don't want to speculate but we we've heard uh, you know and and we've seen musicians doing odd things making odd symbols and i mean tala herself has done the same with some of her music i guess but i'm just i just want to focus on what she wrote herself here and i'm, I'm going to read it again she says my lucky number remember the keyword is lucky number so lucky we're talking about luck so this is a belief in in luck but then she goes further than just about luck it's about a number so she ascribes like a lottery type of thing you know she's ascribing this lucky number to playing a key role in you know <laughs> in the events of her life and i mean this doesn't make sense but of course this is what she believes you know but we know that this type of system is called numerology and for those of you who don't know what numerology is um i think i'm going to read a little bit for you so numerology is a belief belief this is the keyword remember i said that if you go on wikipedia it says that taylor swift is a christian but numerology is any belief or a belief in the divine or mystical relationship <laughs> this is a very strong word divine or mystical relationship between a number and one or more coinciding events in the case she said good things always happen when that number pops up so it's a belief system you know it's the <laughs> name that begs the question you know Christianity is about faith in Christ Jesus nothing more nothing less pure faith you know um it's about walking in righteousness walking in holiness it's about the blood of Jesus it's about faith in the name of Jesus you know that's Christianity nothing more nothing less but numerology is also a belief and the belief here is is to say in the divine or mystical relationship between a number and one or more coinciding events you know it is often associated with the paranormal 
alongside astrology and similar divinatory arts. So it's a form of divination. This is the key, you know. And when it says arts, it's talking about, you know, these occult arts. And so she's using this number as a kind of a divination. You know, and divination, the definition for divination, is the practice of seeking knowledge of the future or unknown by supernatural means. Uh, another definition is divination or to be inspired by a, a, well, a demon in the attempt to gain insight into a question situation by way of occultic ritual, you know. So... What is divination and Christianity have to do with each other? You know, we know that if you go in the Bible, when King Saul, for, for example, he went to the witch of Endor. And the witch of Endor was a woman who, you know, the, the, you will find the story in the in the book of first book of Samuel and she was practicing necromancy and magic and sorcery now necromancy is the practice of you know communication with the spirits with demonic spirits uh, they think that these are spirits of the dead right so in order to impart some information to foretell future events or discover hidden knowledge that's what they believe and we know that king Saul went to that woman the witch of endo and it didn't bode very well you know for Saul, because the lord even judged him say why why should you know the living consult the dead i mean <laughs> this stuff is extremely paranormal this whole entire passage, you know, in First Samuel, you know, verse uh, First Samuel twenty-eight, verse three to twenty-five. So I'm just gonna read a little bit for you about, uh, you know, <clears throat> this issue. I'll start from verse six. It says, "When Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord did not answer him, not by dreams, or by urim, or by prophets." And so, so you can imagine, he had no communication with the divine because if you read before, he had broken the relationship. He broke it, not the Lord. The Lord did not break it. He broke the relationship. When the Lord asked him to do a certain thing and follow certain instructions, he did his own thing, you know, and he didn't repent of that. Anyway, I'm going to read verse 7. It says, Then Saul said to his servants, Seek out for me a woman who is a medium, so that I may go to her and inquire of her. His servants said to him, There is a medium at Endo. So Saul disguised himself and put on other clothes and went there, he and two men with him. They came to the woman by night. So listen, look here. He's going there by night. Because he doesn't want to be detected. And he knows this is some evil things. He has to do it under the cover of darkness. Then it, it reads, And he said, Consult a spirit for me, and bring up for me the one whom I name to you. The woman said to him, Surely 
you know what Saul has done. How he has cut off the mediums and the wizards from the country. Why then are you laying a snare for my life to bring up to bring about my death? But Saul swore by to her by the Lord. This is blasphemy. Why is he swearing by the Lord? Anyway, I'm I'm reading on. He said, "As the Lord lives, no punishment shall come upon you for this thing." Then the woman said, "Whom shall I bring up for you?" He answered, "Bring up Samuel for me." When the woman saw Samuel, she cried out with a loud voice, and the woman said to Saul, "Why have you deceived me? You are Saul." So you can see that the woman realized this is not the usual business, the usual spirits she was dealing with, you know. So this was the Lord's doing that he actually sent, you know, <laughs> he he sent Samuel, you know, and the woman realized this obviously was not the usual familiar spirits she's used to dealing with, you know. And you know, so this was totally out of uh, she realized, you know, this was in This was a situation. Then she said, "Why have you deceived me, your soul?" The king said to her, "Have no fear. What do you see?" The woman said to Saul, "I see a divine being coming out of of the ground." He said to her, "What is his appearance?" She said, "An old man is coming up. He's wrapped in a robe." So Saul knew that this was Samuel, and he bowed. with his face to the ground and did obeisance can you imagine then Samuel said to Saul so now the spirit is speaking through the woman by the way why have you disturbed me can you imagine the spirit is talking to this guy saying why have you disturbed me by bringing me up it's saying disturbed you are disturbing me wow Saul answered i'm in great distress for the philistines are warring against me and god is turned away from me and answers me no more either by prophets or by dreams so i have summoned you to tell me what i should do samuel said why then do you ask me since the lord has turned from you and become your enemy so you can imagine i just need to pause here the spirit has come up and it's asking saying why have you disturbed me you know you can only be disturbed if you are resting you know if you are relaxing you are resting and then you know somebody comes to disturb you <laughs> so obviously this spirit was resting you know this was not a restless spirit this was not a spirit in torment he's saying why have you disturbed me meaning the spirit of the righteous because we know that some we know that soul was was a Samuel was a righteous prophet. Those spirits they go to rest. You know, until the day when the Lord will rapture those spirits together with those who are alive the day of rapture. So he is saying, why have you disturbed me? Meaning he was resting. This man is bothering him. He's he's you know, he's he's bothering him. So there's a communication here between this realm of the living and the realm of the spirits and he in this case this is the spirit of a dead person but this is a righteous dead person who is saying why have you disturbed me by bringing me up 
so answered, I'm in great distress for the Philistines are warring against me and God has turned away from me. So he knows God has turned away from him. Now he's consulting the spirits. Then he says, it says about God, and answers me no more, either by prophets or by dreams. So I have summoned you to tell me what I should do. Samuel said, why then do you ask me since the Lord has turned from you and become your enemy? Question mark. The Lord has done to you just as he spoke by me. For the Lord has torn the kingdom out of your hand and given it to your neighbor, David. Because you did not obey the voice of the Lord and did not carry out his fierce wrath against Amalek, therefore the Lord has done this thing to you today. Moreover, the Lord will give Israel along with you into the hands of the Philistines, and tomorrow you and your sons shall be with me. The Lord will also give the army of Israel into the hands of the Philistines. So we know that after this, you know, within a day or so, I mean, he was dead pretty much because <laughs> he died, you know. And uh, anyway, we see th that in a desperate situation, the guy was inclined to find a witch, a sorcerer, a woman, a necromancer who could talk with the dead. It, she, you know, she was a spirit medium. And this is a form of uh, also divination. You know, this is not allowed in the Bible because the Lord is able to speak to his people using the prophets. So, and we know that in the, you know, in the Old, even in the New Testament, spiritism was banned. You know, it was not allowed. It's a sin against God. So anyway, coming back to Tyler Swift, the young lady is obviously involved in some kind of divination process, a kind of occult numerology mixed with astrology because she also writes about being a Sagittarius and believing, placing so much into the, that whole astrology, you know, <clears throat> thing. So how much of, of, of that occult arts science is pseudoscience is influencing her music is influencing you know the, the days of her release i've seen she releases some of her music at midnight you know is that a, a kind of a ritual a magical ritual i mean when when i look at the you know this website <coughs> there's one keyword that I can use to describe this young lady called uh, Tyler and the word is called enchanting and enchanting the definition means uh, you know captivating delightful attractive appealing engaging uh, bewitching this is a key word seductive bewitching spellbinding entrancing and we know that those qualities, the quality to be bewitching, spellbinding, and seductive, those come from, you know, those seducing spirits, enchanting spirits, bewitching spirits. It's a form of spiritism that is obviously in, in her art, in her photography, in her writing. And I've just read for you about... Uh, 
so, so you know so when he went to inquire of this witch and um the question is i don't know if Taylor Swift herself is a practicing witch or medium or whether she consults others to do that for her i don't know whether you know i cannot speculate how far she takes this but obviously i can say this is a great influence in her life in her music and she has that that's a belief that's what she's talking about she doesn't talk about it being a christian at all she talks about her belief in this numerological number 13 and uh, on one picture which was posted on October 26 2010 you know she's looking at this uh, it's, it looks like a kind of door or something it says 31c Taylor Swift you know it's it's like and she has written here all at the show at at the today show 31 are just 13 backwards to me so obviously she's really deep into this stuff you know deep into numerology and that begs the question you know what is um the role of this um occult stuff in her music and obviously with the picture it just gives everything away you know that even when the numbers are backwards she believes that the numbers are speaking to her is a form of divination it's a form of witchcraft i'd say it's a form of summoning just like that woman was summoning a spirit you know maybe she's summoning something through that number and uh, this is quite crazy you know it's really like it's in the open but it's so hidden and so subtle but it's so deep and so i just want to say to people who you know maybe you have practiced divination you know maybe you have gone to some witch to some sorcerer some wizard you know and they have told you things and you've believed these things and you've become heartbroken because whatever they told you did not pan out because let's be frank here sometimes you know people conjure up all the spirits and those spirits are, are always going to lie to you you know um because they're evil spirits they you there's no way an evil spirit is going to be of much benefit in the long run even if you, if it makes you wealthy rich or whatever you get some advantage but it's always at the expense and the expense is your soul you know and i'm not saying you know that <coughs> I, i've doubled in these things you know many years ago you know i you know i, I consulted uh, this divination people and stuff like that with their weird arts and stuff like that in fact i can go as far as to say many many and i mean many so called uh, pastors and bishops and you know prophets today they are actually practicing divination many so called men of god today they are actually practicing this sorcery and magic arts and this wizardry and necromancy and all that even so called women of god many so popular preachers you know even in the vatican and you know in the so called evangelical whatever you know many of these people they're just shamans you know and uh, it's witches and wizards masquerading as 
men of God. But you know, and I've learned this, you know, through some very interesting ways that very few today actually really stand for the Lord. You know, many are doing their own thing. They have made deals with the spirits. I mean, the spirit realm is very real, and those spirits can communicate, as we have seen in the Book of Samuel. But in the Book of Samuel, we can see that. The Lord actually allowed the, the righteous spirit to be disturbed, but those wicked spirits—they are looking for a way to communicate with people, so that they try to influence people. And the way they influence people is—it's always going to be whatever it is. It's going to be wicked. Just like I said, you will see that the, the one word I said can describe this young woman here: photography, imagery, and stuff. It's enchanting, and enchanting is bewitching, you know, alluring. It's a, it's a you know that spirit is an evil and wicked spirit. Even though it can get you a lot of attention on your person, on your art, on your music, you know those spirits maybe can follow your records and you know seduce people to listen to your records or your music. I'm not saying she's not talented, but I'm simply saying, you know, there are people who put spirits into their music. <laughs> Do you understand? I make handpan music. My music is spiritual. I'm worshiping the Most High God. You know the Lord is spirit. I'm not worshiping any other spirit apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm simply saying that you know some of this music. I'm not talking necessarily Taylor's music, but a lot of music is is it's a kind of worship to conjure up some spirit or some entity and to make it have so much influence. Because these spirits they want to have a lot of influence over people's lives. And the way they do that is finding an individual that they can use, you know, to <coughs> to do certain things and to gain that influence. And you think, oh, may how does this person have A, B, C, D, and how does they how do they manage to accomplish all this? But you don't actually realize there is a whole spiritual thing going behind the scenes, where this person has just become a medium for that, for those entities to work through her, but not. Necessarily for her own advantage. I mean, she might gain some financial resources, but the cost is always going to be one soul. So, if you know you've doubled in the account, and you can see, you know, there are a lot of people today <coughs> who are totally possessed, especially musicians, artists. You know, in a lot of people call it mental illness, and I'm sure that you know there are some real cases of just pure mental illness. But I can also tell you, a lot of it is demonic possession, and people cannot really tell apart between that and just mental illness. And so, a lot of people, you know, I believe this is their circumstance, you know, and uh, it can get out of control and out of hand. And uh, so, I just want to call on you, whoever is listening, Tyler Swift, is just listening, that it's not too late. To reject and renounce the occult, the evil ways, and to receive the Lord, and you know, walk a holy Christian life in Christ Jesus. So, those who want to renew, or those who want for the first time to receive the Lord, and you say, "Ah, I don't know. I've uh, done my own things." But I can see that maybe your own wisdom or the wisdom of the spirits is misleading you. 
you you know <laughs> i'm not uh, saying this i'm not promising you that you're going to be rich no i'm promising you that if you want to inherit the kingdom of heaven then let us repent and please let everyone who wants to enter heaven repent right away say mighty lord jesus i repent today and totally turn away from sin and i open up my heart and receive you right now as my lord and my savior please forgive me of all my sins mighty lord jesus establish your words in my heart and fill my heart with the holy spirit precious lord jesus walk me and order me order my steps that i may walk towards the glorious kingdom of god and never compromise with this world no matter the pressure the way daniel never compromised i receive you now and in the mighty name of jesus i am born again amen so if you have done that you have an eternal blessing on your life so i'm very happy for those who have repented if you're not baptized may the lord help you to receive proper baptism and please repent on a daily basis and read the book of john read the bible if you have chosen that you want to turn and you've repented you are a new creation and i can give you if you want more teachings that will help you you can and this is have helped me then go to repent and prepare the way.org repent and prepare the way.org i have been blessed by those sermons and i recommend them to anyone and everyone so this is drunken see you in the next episode